1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever
0: you listen to your favorite podcasts. Should the Panthers be looking to take a wide receiver with the 39th pick in the second round, or should they be going best player available? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. julian council on twitter at julian council where on fridays like today i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions either at me or dm me over on twitter at julian council to participate next week on the weekly friday mailbag on locked on panthers and after a brief hiatus we are back answering your friday mailbag questions last week talked to who Jimmy Stein of Lockdown Alabama about Bryce Young as Carolina Panthers just wrapped up their Pro Day Tour. Our conversation on yesterday's show, Brandon Olsen talking about Anthony Richardson. All four of those quarterbacks, Richardson, Levis, Stroud, Young, I'm totally fine with them being picked number one overall here in Carolina because I think they have the talent. I also feel like the coaching staff is in place that can coach those guys up to the point where they can be viable starting quarterbacks, but not just viable, but they could end up being the guy hopefully here in Carolina. So we'll see how it plays out. But one of those four will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers at some point. I would think coming up in this 2023 season, maybe week one, maybe week seven. I don't know, but it's going to happen at some point in time. But the Carolina Panthers will be taking quarterback number one overall. Now, what are they going to do the rest of the draft? What are they going to do? At 39, that is certainly a question a lot of people have been discussing, have been asking me, and we'll answer that here on the show later on. Let's start off here with Percy as free agency – That's pretty much wrapped up. Tomorrow's April. The Carolina Panthers are then going to have 27 days to focus on what they're going to do at the end of the month in the NFL draft and what players that they're scouting and are going to bring in for top 30 visits who could come in here, start, potentially be backup players and help this team towards its goal, winning the NFC South in year one of Frank Reich. Now, Percy asks, now that we have DJ Chark here on a one-year deal, is the current receiving core better this year than it was last year? If we go back to week one, of the 2022 season, the Carolina Panthers started DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, now known as Chosen Anderson, and Shai Smith. This year, you would assume that Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and Terrace Marshall would be the week one starters as it sits right now on March 31st. That is a complete overhaul of your top three wide receivers. Now, Terrace was a healthy scratch last year in week one. He was still on the roster, but because of injuries and getting beat out by Shai Smith, honestly, he was not out there in uniform in week one or in week two. But Adam Thielen, he'll be starting. I think that he's obviously an upgrade from what the Panthers got out of Robbie Anderson. I would say the same thing about DJ Chark. Now, for me, last season, it was really DJ Moore and then Terrace Marshall late in the season that showed some flashes, it wasn't a good wide receiver core. I would still say it's not the greatest wide receiver core, but there's more options now. You have Adam Thielen, even if he's an aging player, he put up better numbers than Shy and Terrace and Lavishka Chenault combined a year ago, just about, about 200 yards receiving less. But he's going up against three guys and still look like a more effective player than those three combined. So you got Thielen who. I think will be a good player for them, especially in the slot. Shark adds that deep ball threat that they have not had in a while and what Robbie Anderson was supposed to be in Carolina. And I had a thought yesterday or I guess a couple of days ago how it seemed like week one against Cleveland, against the Jets, against the Raiders – In 22, 21, and 2020, those are the only times you ever saw Robbie Anderson being that deep ball threat for the Carolina Panthers. Well, DJ Chark, I think, will be a more consistent deep ball threat. Of course, the quarterback has to do his part, but I think that you're in a better situation with DJ Chark now at wide receiver than you had Robbie Anderson a year ago. Then I'm hoping that Terrace Marshall is going to take that leap and can show himself as a wide receiver to maybe one of the future here in Carolina. But overall, there's a better group of pass catchers with those three. Maybe Shy and LaVisca, we'll see how they go about the draft and if they bring anybody in, especially at 39, and how that might impact roster cutdowns. If there's any other players out there that they decide that they're going to bring in as like UDFAs, undrafted free agents, or as free agents that are veterans. We'll see how it works out. But right now, with those three, LaVisca and Shy. Plus, Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst, a much better receiving core with the wide receivers, tight ends, and the running backs than what we had last year here in Carolina, especially after Robbie Anderson, who was a non-factor, and Christian McCaffrey, were traded away. All right, over to Mark, who's trying to figure out what the Panthers are going to do there at 39. Um, And Carson, also a similar question. Mark going on and saying, the Panthers' primary needs are at edge, linebacker, and cornerback. Secondary needs are offensive line depth they uh, got McCrary, who can be a starter potentially. Uh, they have deep threat Chark replacement, because he's on a one-year deal. I wouldn't say that's much of a need. Um, a big boy running back. Okay, short yardage back. All right. And eventual replacement for Thielen at slot and Hurst at tight end. Now, those guys are in three-year deals, so I really don't look at any of those as positions that you necessarily need to address. Now, if you want to bring in another pass-catching tight end, I understand that. But as far as a like, wide receiver, like a Thielen replacement is going to be here for at least two years, maybe three It's a very secondary need in terms of what you're bringing up here. Um, Any other needs? Um... For me, I don't really think so. I think you kind of got it covered. I might already said so, um, some of them. Um, do you think Fitterer will draft in order of need or best player available? Then Carson asked pretty much the same question. Uh, if a guy like A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest is the best wide receiver on the board at pick 39, who do the Panthers go to? Do they go edge, tight end, or best player available in your opinion? Now, Scott Fitterer told us, the last couple seasons that the Carolina Panthers want to use free agency to put themselves in position once they get to the draft to go best player available, that they're not reaching. They're not going out there and taking a player because they need to fill that position, but they want to take the best player that's on their board. So I'm going to sit here and believe that they're going to take the best player on their board. I don't really know what the tight end Room's gonna look like as far as I mean, the, the Trident's coming out of college. Like I know you have Dalton Kincaid to Utah. All the mock drafts are saying he's gonna be gone in the first round. I guess there's a kid out of Oregon State. I, I can't really sit here and tell you, you know, if there's gonna be a tight end who's worth taking at 39. Edge rushers, same case. Like I, I know the top guys. I don't know the second round guys, and I'll bring somebody in who can really break down. Oh, hey, what random dude from random college could be there at 39? I, I don't really know. But from my understanding of what Scott Fitter said in the past, and kind of what the Panthers have done as well, like Icky was the top guy on their board last year. JC was the top guy on their board uh, the year before. Uh, They're going to go best player available. And if the best player available is a tight end, they'll take a tight end. the best player available is an edge rusher, they'll take an edge rusher. If it is a wide receiver, they'll take a wide receiver. It would be hard for me to think that they would take a quarterback, (laughs) because, of course, within reason. But I would imagine that wide receiver, edge rushers, probably even corner, probably the position is that they're looking at taking there at 39 once they get to the draft. Um, let's go with another question here before I take a quick pause. Chris saying, with DJ Chark being signed, do you think we still use second-round pick to draft another top wide receiver? Or trade that pick for someone of value to help out with the team such as a tight end or something. Yeah, and that's similar to what Mark and Carson were asking. I would think that they're still going to be looking at a wide receiver. And when I had the conversation, I believe, on Monday and Tuesday about this – I think that they should take one, but I know what they want to do is go best player available. So, really, what it comes down to is what the board looks like and what positions are there and what players are there, namely, and what they want to do. So, I I can have the opinion of it. You can have the opinion of what they should do. They're going to go best player available. And after getting two wide receivers, they're in position to do that. And getting a tight end, they're in position to do that. They have not got a corner so far. They have not gotten – um, another edge rusher so far. So you could look at it as, oh, maybe they can't go best player available there. There's going to be plenty, I think, of corners and edge rushers that they could take that would make perfect sense at 39. It would not be a reach at all. But I do not think they're going to trade out of the second round pick there at 39, especially after giving away um, 61 to Chicago and a DJ Moore trade They got him Well, it's not the DJ Moore trade, the trade that got them the number one overall pick. I don't think they're going to move out of that spot, especially not back. I think they're going to stay right there so they can get a player. Um, All right, let's take a quick pause here on the show. They'll come back and answer more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked on Panthers. But first, the Built March Madness bracket is here for one final day, y'all. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time, literally your last time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lucky locked on fan that could be you will win a 12 month subscription of Built to have Built's best bars or pups delivered monthly straight to your door you gotta try built built is the best protein bar ever seriously they're so amazing you won't think they're good for you so what makes built bars and puffs so good you ask well for starters they are all high in protein low in sugar and covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate on every single bar and puff run do not walk because this is your last day to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there you You can vote every day as in this is the last day in March. So hop in and support your pick.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.
0: All right, let's get back into it. Let's go to Jake now, who says, Obviously, quarterback is the talk for Carolina, and Reich is committed to this process. Knowing your opinion isn't high on Matt Corral. Okay, Um, it's not low, but it's just like the reality of the situation is. The Panthers don't want him. Um, Should Reich treat the situation like he has two rookie quarterbacks, assuming they draft a quarterback? Since Matt Corral's rookie season was a wash, well, they're taking a quarterback at number one, uh, Jake. There's no assuming they are taking a quarterback. That is, they've already said they're doing that. Um, Why write him off without really knowing what he can do with this new staff? I'm honestly curious to see how this plays out. It's already played out. They traded up to get the number one pick to take a quarterback. And they signed Andy Dalton to be the bridge and the mentor. Matt Corral does not have a role here other than third-string quarterback or cut or traded. The Panthers have told you everything about how they feel about Matt Corral so far this offseason, especially this new coaching staff. There's not much to evaluate from last year other than, like, two awful preseason performances, and he was out for the rest of the season because he got injured in that second preseason game. It's unfortunate, like, but the guy came from a bad quarterback class all last spring. Anyone in the NFL who you would listen to told you that the quarterback class was no good. If you watched them last year, Malik Willis looked absolutely lost. Did not get to see Matt Corral. Barely saw any of Desmond Ritter. And then Kenny Pickett, he came along late. But outside of that, those guys were just as bad as they tried to tell you they were. So, Matt Corral, it's unfortunate for him that he did not get an opportunity in Carolina because I think he probably would have gotten an opportunity last year. Now, of course, they thought he was ready for one to play once Baker got injured and before Sam came back instead of having P.J. out there. I think they would have liked to see Matt Corral. But when this staff came in and when they traded for the number one pick and when they came out and flat out said they're getting a quarterback and then when they signed Andy Dalton, the writing was on the wall for Matt Corral. Sure, maybe something happens and Matt Corral gets an opportunity. Hard to see that being the case at this point in time with Dalton already here and with the Panthers taking a quarterback at number one in the draft. As far as I'm concerned, y'all, you should just move on because the dude is just not a factor for this team. It is just not someone that you should be placing your hopes in, especially knowing that you are literally about to get a quarterback first in the draft and you already have another one who has had experience in the league. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't really understand why anyone would be hung up on Matt Corral and what he could potentially do. Maybe another team, but here in Carolina, when you're taking a quarterback, and when you look at like Young and Stroud, those guys are so much better than him in college. They were so much better. Why would you even want Matt Corral? And I'm not sitting here like saying he's a bad guy. He's a bad player. I'm sure he's fine, but he's he's not. He doesn't have a future here in Carolina. So I just think it's time to move on. Um, All right, got Jordan here, who is asking, uh, what are your thoughts on drafting either quarterback? um that we take their favorite wide receiver i.e. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase now that can be difficult um let's see Anthony Richardson I don't know who his favorite receiver is I think it was Pearsall according to Brandon Olson um I don't know if he's in this draft or not so sure um as far as Will Levis goes his favorite wide receiver is Wanda Robinson he's already on the New York Giants so don't Unless we're going to trade for him, I don't think the Giants would be interested in doing that. Um, As far as Alabama goes, I guess it's probably Jameer Gibbs, who I would love Jameer Gibbs. Had they not gone out there and wasted their money on Miles Sanders, I would have been like, cool, give me Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Really good player. And I think he probably is going to be there at 39. don't think he's going to be there at 93, which is unfortunate. But Jameer Gibbs, I would have taken him. I would still take Jameer Gibbs right now if the Carolina Panthers could get him. Don't know that's going to be a possibility. Then for Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jig is going in the first round, so that's just not going to happen. And then the Panthers don't have a first-round pick next year to get Marvin Harrison Jr., which is basically what the, the Bengals did. They got Burrow, then next year they got Jamar Chase. I, they're not going to be in position to get Marvin Harrison Jr. unfortunately next year because of the fact that they traded up to one and gave away that first-round pick. So it's, in, it's in a good idea. It's one of those things that goes back to when the discussion about, okay, you got Joe Brady here. Do you trade up to get Joe Burrow? Like if Joe Burrow needs Joe Brady to have success, maybe Joe Burrow's not that good. Now we've seen Joe Burrow's really good. And if Joe Brady needs Joe Burrow to have success, maybe he's not that good. And we've seen that Joe Brady really was not that good and should not have been in that position so early in his career as a coach, especially after not having called plays or recruited any of the players down there at LSU during that championship season in 2019. I think he has a solid future, especially now that he's in Buffalo, he will get an opportunity to be an OC again. He'll get an opportunity, I think, to be a head coach down the line in the NFL well, it's one of those things where, okay, yes, in theory, it makes sense to surround your quarterback with someone that they're familiar with. Really, just go out there and get talent around them, and that's what they've been doing throughout this reagency period, and I think that's what we're going to be focusing on also in the draft is making sure the situation with a coaching staff, which check, and with the roster is conducive to a new rookie quarterback coming in here and having success early on in his career. So I don't think you necessarily need to go draft – their top guy at their respective college. It's something that you would like to see. I don't think in this situation with the guys that are available that it's even possible just based off what the Panthers have and don't have as far as assets go. Uh, Final question this week. Um, Let's go over to Josh, who says, I watch Steve Smith's podcast. What are you, what you cheating on me? And they talk about types of receivers. I'm kidding. Um, Would you want to pair potentially Jackson Smith and Jigba with Stroud to keep the connection, which is similar to what George's asking between those two, but have two similar uh, receivers. I guess you're saying that him and Thielen are similar, or take one of the top in speed guys like Jalen Hyatt or Zay Flowers and hope Thielen can mentor them on route running and other uh, technicalities. I guess in other techniques is what you meant to say, but maybe technicalities. Um, yeah, like again, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's not going to be there. Uh, Zay Flowers, from everything I keep reading, he's not going to be there. And then Jalen Hyatt could be there, feels like of the other two, he's the only one who has an opportunity to be there at 39. I would take him, and I wouldn't get overly concerned about hey, where is he going to play on the field? Y- you find a way to get your best players out there, you find a way to get the ball in his hands. Like Zay Flowers, you can get you talk about DJ Moore being like a running back playing wide receiver, like that's Zay Flowers out of BC in a nutshell. Like that dude's awesome. And, if, well, they're not going to be able to get him because he's not going to be there at 39. Um, I would have loved that. You could have found a way to get the ball to him. And Smith and Jigma not going to be here, so he's not really concerned. Jalen Hyatt, he's one of those deep ball guys. The Alabama game last year was incredible. One of the best you're ever going to see out of performances from wide receiver in any game, at any level. Just absolutely insane what he's able to do that afternoon um, in Neyland State up in Knoxville. I would take Jalen Hyatt, I would love to have him. But it comes down to what I said earlier. Best player available. Uh, they've gone out and they brought in wide receivers. There's not really one that you sit here and know will be here in four years' time, and that's somewhat of a concern. I don't think it's the chief concern, but I think it's something that the Panthers should absolutely consider in trying to find somebody who can, <clears throat> excuse me, can be there with um, Stroud or Young or Levis or Richardson uh, through the course of their rookie contracts. Uh, but it's not paramount to success. They can always, I think, next season especially in the offseason that they're going to spend a lot of time trying to bring in more wide receivers and younger guys. So we'll see how it works out. But edge, wide receiver, I I feel like they're going to try and go best player available. If you look at edge and probably corner and maybe even tight end as another pass catching tight end at at least are probably bigger needs right now than going out there and getting a wide receiver, even though for me I would still lean towards, hey, if Hyatt's there, if Josh Downs is there why not go ahead and get those guys, especially Downs, because he fits what Thielen's going to be doing here in Carolina, but he's going to be doing it for a much longer time. So, yeah, so that's where I'm uh, sitting at with all of that. All right, we'll take a quick pause. I'll come back here and then wrap up the show. But before I do that, y'all, the tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spread So which team will be cutting down the nets. All of that in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show here on Locked On Panthers again next week. At me, DM me, follow me on Twitter, at JulianCouncil to get your mailbag questions in. I have been thinking about maybe uh, changing things up with the mailbag where I would take just the top three questions and make one segment one, one segment two, and one segment three. Might be doing that, so I'm going to incentivize you to make the best question possible so that your question will be answered right here on the show so might be changing things up as we head towards uh the draft season as we're really in it because a lot of them are pretty you know much the same question so might just be taking the top three moving forward so there you go probably gonna be taking the top three questions moving forward on the mailbag just to kind of mix things up because I feel like it's kind of getting a little stale with a lot of the same repetitive questions what's maybe mix things up so we'll see what i end up deciding to do just you know keep that in mind when you put in a question next week um but again y'all make sure to subscribe to the show follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and as always as i tell y'all at the end of every show be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on monday